Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Age of Heroes, uh, my podcast. This is your host, J.P. Saricolia. Thank you very much for tuning in. Um, today, uh, in today's podcast, in today's episode, we are going to ask a very important question. Of course, we just um, watched this week, we got the trailer for the upcoming Joker movie, and a lot of people are extremely excited for this, and te- definitely it blew me away. I was not expecting this trailer to be that good and i'm looking forward now to the film but of course you know uh you know we have a long history of jokers uh, and you know live action joker jokers on screen where there is animation or where there is you know movies so who is the best you know who is the best and uh, uh, throughout all these years you know there's always been a lot of different um you know versions but a lot of people have support you know supporters of one over the other but today i want to talk about i want to find out who is the best at least from my point of view and i want to share with you whether you know maybe you agree maybe you don't but we can have a conversation and it's friday so let's just have fun with it uh shazam is uh you know shazam is on in theaters this weekend so a lot of people are going to have fun this weekend including myself uh so i want to start with the fun right now and asking this important question but before we get into this episode and before we start the conversation I want to thank those that follow me on YouTube. Thank you very much if you're watching this video. Uh, I appreciate your support. Uh, thank you for, you know, following me, subscribing, for leaving your comments. If you're listening to the podcast, whether you do it through iTunes, Teacher, or Spreaker, thank you very much. I appreciate the support. And also, I want to, uh, you know, thank those that follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And very importantly, I want to uh, thank those that support me financially, whether you do it through, um, you know, in this case, GoFundMe, uh, Patreon, or through PayPal. Thank you very much. Your financial support keeps me in the air. So now with the formalities aside, let's dive in because I, I want to have fun with this one today. It's been a long week, so I'm ready for fun. Um, who is the best Joker? There's so many different, you know, different versions of the Joker now. You know, we have seen so many, but this trailer really blew me away. Uh, I was not really expecting it. You know, we, we see all kind of Jokers. You know, we have, we know the Joker very well. The Joker has been pretty much in, in comics since 1940. It was introduced Batman number one, April 5th, 1940. The Clown Prince of Crime, created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry, uh, Jerry Robinson. Uh, such a you know, iconic villain, uh, one of the most important villains. If you compare Batman, you find, trying to find who is the worst villain or who is the most iconic villain of all, you have to go back to the first villain or the, the first big villain, you know, which is the Joker. The Joker is such a intrinsical part of Batman mythos. You know, he is kind of like the counterbalance of Batman. And, uh, you know, we, even though he's such an evil sociopath, he's just a psychopath. He's so crazy. He's a maniac. We we have this fascination. You know, the, the, the public has this fascination with the character. Now, of course, you know, the, the Joker has gone through different versions, different revisions throughout the years. There's many different versions of the character, depending, of course, who, who writes the stories, uh, who, uh, who, you know, draws the stories as well. So there's so many different versions. And, you know, it's hard to really pick the one that everybody wants, at least from the writing standpoint. Everyone has some, di- you know, differences. And some writers were phenomenal and really 
portraying the character and even going deeper into pretty much the psyche, uh, the psyche of the character. Uh, but, you know, it's been so many different versions out there. But primarily there are, uh, I would say, five, the five versions on, on live TV, on TV and movies, uh, uh, you know, even in gaming that everybody likes. And I want to go through all of them, but I want to do it starting from the first, you know, the, the, you know, for the generation. So let's start with the one that really defines a lot of the pretty much the jokers on TV on, and movies, which is the first one. It's a, uh, Cesar Romero. He was actually, you know, pretty much the Joker uh, between 1966 and 1968. Only two years. He portrayed that in the pretty much the Batman, the Adam West um, show, um, the Batman show. And he is, for many, the classic baddie. You know, the classic criminal, the classic joker. Yeah, a lot of people find them to be a campy one, of course, because the show was very campy. But growing up, you know, I remember as a kid watching the show, I, I just... I love the character. I love, you know, Batman. Everything that has to do with Batman, you know, in that show was very campy, very fun. But it was something very good for kids. And, of course, you know, he was an evil mastermind. You know, he was, uh, you know, in many ways, you know, Cesar Romero really represented the bad, uh, the, the Joker that really defined the generation. And, uh, of course, you know, sometimes people, you know, there's a lot, I hear a little, I read a lot of uh, notes saying that uh, actually he was the pretty much the cause for the comics to kind of go in the camp route yes and no um because actually um you know the joker was already a bit campy on the comics then so it's hard to determine which one influenced who uh whether it was cesar romero influence in the comics or whether the comics influenced the version of cesar romero one thing is true the television brought a lot of people into the comic book so of course there has to be a balance and of course there was the core authority back then so there was a you know the version of the joker has to be a, a version that children could read and at least could understand he is a maniac, you know. If you go back to the beginnings of the Joker, he was already a sociopath. He was a killer. He was killing people. He was a psychopath. So definitely, this new ver uh, the Cesar Romero's version, it's just a, a very classic. You know, he is a is a criminal. He he cares for himself, but he's crazy and he acts crazy. So he is definitely defined, and I think he has become the standard or the foundation for from where all the different Joker versions have pretty much built upon. He was that foundation, and and definitely deserves that respect. Now the second one that came after that, and it took many years to come. Probably it was over. 20 years, uh, and it was Jack Nicholson's 1989 Tim Burton's Batman. Uh, Jack Nicholson, um, I would say definitely, you know, as an actor, he was, uh, you know, he was, oh, he had this kind of maniac look. And uh, he's, the, you know, definitely his uh, Joker is the criminal mastermind. Even before he became the Joker, he was already a gangster. He was already pretty much a criminal, uh, a long time, long career criminal. And he just went even crazier when he became the Joker in the movie. And of course, that the psychopathic nature, you know, flourish in him. And definitely up to this day, he is a standard for a lot of people that grew up and that uh, watched the film for the first time. I remember back in 1989 when I watched the firm for the first time he was a scary character he was a psychopath and definitely he portrayed that he's a criminal mastermind you know he is very smart very clever and uh, all he cares about himself and definitely he portrays that character and for many years he uphold that um that pretty much that 
the character you know for you know for a lot of people they so a lot of my generation the generation that I grew up many of them if they ask you ask him who is the best uh, joker for them they're gonna tell you Jack Nicholson now after Jack Nicholson back in 1992 we had the the Batman animated series which was a phenomenal show and of course it, it, even though it was uh, directed towards children it also had a more darker tone a more mature tone that older people, teenagers, you know, even older people could, um, you know, enjoy. And definitely the show, uh, Bruce Timm's show and his art was phenomenal. But Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, to me, is the Joker's voice. To me, is the Joker. He sounds like the Joker. You know, I remember watching the cartoons back in those days. But Mark Hamill has been the Joker since 1992, technically. Uh, he's been the one, the longest, uh, uh, you know, portraying the character because he has not only do it, did it through the animated series, he has done it through, you know, in this case, the Warner Brothers, you know, the, the, the DC movies, you know, animated films, and also to the video games. He has been the Joker for so many years. And believe me, there's, you know, you know, Mark Hamill is so intertwined into the character that not only the show that was, you know, sometimes a bit campy, but also a bit mature, you know, he sounded very criminal. He sounded very insane. But on the, and in this case, in the movies, of course, that they, they have a bigger rating. He's even more maniac. And um, when you watch, you know, you play the video games, he's definitely crazy. So he definitely plays the part and he really has this menacing voice that when, even when I read comics, you know, and like, you know, like I have done with the Hellboy, I normally listen to Ron Perlman in my head when I'm reading, um, uh, you know, Hellboy comics, uh, you know, the same happens when I read Batman comics, when I read the Joker, Mark Hamill to me is the Joker's voice and definitely is, he's a maniac. He's the crazy criminal. He is just, you know, pretty much, you know, a loony and definitely that's the criminal that I think when I think about the Joker I think about Mark Hamill and even though some people might say well wait he didn't play it in part you know he didn't play the part on film he has done it with the voice and definitely when these people these voice actors are as important as the ones that just portray the character you know with their you know with their face and their figure and their film on screen now um, after that we have uh, Heath Ledger but by many considered the best a Joker. Uh, 2008, The Dark Knight film. It was a. Tr I'm gonna tell you one thing. To me, it is the best Batman trilogy, the best Batman movies of all time. Uh, Heath Ledger, um, for a lot of people, represents the Joker, particularly younger generation. Not necessarily for me, because to me, uh, the Joker. Uh, of course, there's this maniac aspect. This, you know, this. He's a, cr a criminal mastermind. He's a gangster. He's a psychopath. But also, this, this, uh, this idea of you know mental disbalance that he has. But Heath Ledger here is more like an anarchist. You know, he's the type of person that wants to pretty much the world to burn, as the movie presents it. But um, but in the end, even though the line is that, well, some people want the world to burn, uh, that was Alfred's line in the film because, you know, there's some people, there's no explanation why they're crazy. And, but what, I, you know, a lot of people love his representation. I think mostly, and I'm not trying to be, you know, like, you know, trying to give credit, you know, trying to change the subject here or saying that just because, you know, he passed away, unfortunately. Now, of course, he got the credit and a lot of people jump into the wagon uh, of praise. But, you know, a lot of people have done that. Uh, but, you know, when you separate and analyze, you know, keep play the part well for the film, but not necessarily I saw it as the, 
definite Joker because, you know, there's a lot of things that they are not part of his persona within the, the Joker that I know from the comics. He's more like an anarchist. He's a person that is trying to make a political statement. You know, he wants the world to burn. And, you know, there's no backstory presented in his in him. So definitely that's the only part that I have problems. Yeah, he's a psychopath. He is crazy. And he doesn't really care much about he's not doing it for money. He's doing it because he's crazy. He just wants to prove a point. And I think a lot of people feel compelled with that version of the Joker. Personally, I don't because ultimately, yes, the Joker is crazy, but he's not concerned about the standards of, you know, political correctness or trying to show a point and trying to prove a point. He's just crazy, you know, and I feel that in that situation, there was like, you know, maybe for some, but not necessarily for me. And uh, there's a maniac aspect that he doesn't have. I felt that he was more controlled as a character. Uh, he controlled, he knew exactly how the narrative was going and he's trying to control the narrative. Something that the Joker to me in the comics doesn't, you know, you know, he just wants the things to go crazy as, you know, whatever, whatever comes. Now, of course, after that, we have in 2016, you have uh, Jared Leto, Leto's, uh, you know, in Suicide Squad, a lot of people were expecting this big thing about it. But from the beginning, from the get go with the way they portrayed his character, I was never it was it would never fly, at least for me. Because he was more the angsty teenage criminal, you know, the little, the thug that, you know, the type of guy, the emo kid that probably your daughter wants to date and brings home and, and you know, he's just trouble. And, you know, he's the type of kid that probably is on drugs and he probably likes to write like, you know, I don't know, like depressed emo poems and he likes all that kind of stuff, the emo punk music. That's the type of guy he is, you know, a little punk that, you know, comes around. That was his portrayal even in the Suicide Squad. Um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, a love story, kind of. But definitely, uh, you know, as I have read comics, you know, there's no love story. He's just a criminal mastermind. He just doesn't care. You know, the, the reason why, uh, you know, and this Harley Quinn is around him is just because... Harley Quinn is crazy, not necessarily because he cares much about her. And yeah, there's a crazy relationship happening there. But I, I think they concentrated much into that. And it was too too angsty for me, too, too you know, off uh, you know, off balance. You know, I never felt that even his voice, even his presence didn't didn't feel as the, you know, the the type of joker that I, I'm more accustomed. Yeah, I know a lot of younger kids, you know, younger people are reading comics, they feel more comfortable with this, you know, version. It feels more comfortable to them. It feels more natural too them but not necessarily to me i just didn't it didn't grow up on me but you know we count it here because of course you know it has it's considered at least for modern times uh, one of the important you know jokers of the time now with this new one with joaquin phoenix when joaquin phoenix was announced to be the joker i had my doubts you know and i'm still you know i'm not totally i would say i have you know i have, you know, totally sold on the whole idea but I'm growing on it. It's growing on me. Um, you know, of course, you know, the trailer, you know, we have previous, you know, trailers or in this case, some stuff that was presented. And, you know, I like the look. It was good. I feel that it was going the right way. But this trailer, this trailer really has proven that there is a message here. There's something here that we can take from. And, of course, I can see this, the 19, you know, you know, the, the 1989, the Killing Joke version, perhaps. You know, of course, he takes a lot from that, you know. And um, although I can tell you one thing, I've never been a big fan of the Killing Joke. I've always considered the Killing Joke, uh, you know, it's an Elseworlds story that has been always overpriced. Uh, and a lot of people trying to use it, you know, trying to use it as the example to justify the behavior 
behavior of the Joker. And of course, they use the same line for Alan Moore says that all it takes is one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. That's the line of the, the, the story. And uh, pretty much what it's saying or just saying that, you know, Everyone can be crazy and we all have the, you know, all it takes is one single chance. All it takes is one really bad day for you to go psychopath, you know, to go crazy. And I am not and have never agreed with this view. And even Alan Moore has, you know, in the past, you know, has pretty much, you know, regret it, you know, has said that he didn't really like this story. He just wrote it because he was paid to do it. But not necessarily because he cared much about it. And, um, you know, the truth of the matter is that, you know, I disagree with that view. And a lot of people love that line. A lot of people love that story because they say, well, you know, we all have the propensity to be crazy. Yes, we do. But at the end of the day, to me, it's all about choice. Because, you know, when you try to compare one Batman with the Joker, a lot of people are trying to make comparisons with them. I would say that, you know, they're comparable in many ways and in many ways they're not. But one thing they're comparable is that they both had bad days. You know, Batman has lost a lot of people. He lost his family. You know, that's something that will just break you to the point of no return. Um, he could be seeking vengeance, but he has make a, he made a choice to do the right thing. And sometimes he lives at the brink of disaster. He has, you know, lost people like Jason Todd, who was one of the biggest, you know, losses in his life. But also what happened to Barbara Gordon and other people in his life that had been lost because of the Joker. You know, throughout the comic story, Joker has been a killer. I killed so many people. But, you know, that's somewhere, even the lines, one of the best lines, I would say, even from Red Hood, you know, the, 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 the movie and also the comic book. Well, he said, you know, particularly in the movie where he said, you know, even the Red Hood asked him, why is it that you don't kill the Joker after all that he has done? And he said, because if I do it, then it's a line that I will never be able you know, once I cross that line, I will never be able to take it back. So, yes, he's at the brink of disaster. Doesn't mean that he's going to jump into disaster. So that refutes even the idea that every person can go, go crazy just because one bad day can change everything. At the end of the day, in my opinion, it's all about choice. But but yes, I, I still do like, there are some aspects of the killing joke that I do like. And of course, I've always been a fan of Alan Moore's writing, uh, at least the way he constructed the things, not necessarily the way he ends the stuff. Uh, because even, um, you know, like, you know, I lo love Watchmen. And probably you have Watchmen review the Watchmen. But at the end with Watchmen, uh, you know, it's a bit overbloated. And in the end, the, the end of the, the, the show is totally a little uh, unexpected, but not as thrilling as the beginning of the story. And I think the Alan Moore has that ability to kind of be, um, you know, the beginnings and the start of the stories are really um, a big explosion of stories. It's a great storytelling, great performance in the story. Um, but at the end, and it's just, you know, it just fizzles, you know, you know, it just fizzles out, you know, it's not as powerful as the beginning. And that's something that, in my opinion, that's something that Alan Moore has in his writing. But, you know, that's besides the point. We're not judging here Alan, Alan's Moore writing. That probably will leave it for another video review of some of the, his work. But definitely, this is, you know, I'm really hoping that this kind of personalizes, you know, the Joker even more, at least gives us a better glimpse. This is definitely not for kids. This is definitely not for, you know, and what it really saddens me is that people are praising this to the point of saying that this is going to be define the superhero genre. It's like comparing the Joker with a superhero. The Joker is not a superhero. 
And this is not a story of a superhero. This is a story of a villain. And uh, ultimately, lately we've been having more villain stories, and that's okay. We need different storytelling. We need different stories that have nothing to do with superheroes. We need to see the other side of the coin. Uh, and I would like to start because, uh, you know, it feels that like it has the right, the right amount. It has the level. First of all, you know, the Joker, we want to know why, how the Joker became the Joker. Something that Heath Ledger Joker didn't have. Something that even, uh, you know, uh, Leto's didn't have. Something that, you know, even Mohamed's version didn't have. You know, kind of. You know, he did some. But of course, Cesar Romero didn't have, but something that Jack Nicholson was able to do. You know, we saw the beginning of the start of the character. We saw the beginning and how he processed throughout the movie. Now, this is an opportunity to see the same doing from a different perspective of someone that is not a criminal, but someone that is a normal person that pretty much breaks. And uh, I want to see that. I definitely want to see that. At least to review it to see how good it is. And perhaps this is a good, but I think uh, there is a lot of good in this trailer now if you ask me who is the better joker um for the ones that we have seen because we cannot really count what can fix yet because we haven't seen the final product if i have to tell you going from the worst on this list that i've mentioned the worst to best i would say the worst to me is leto you know leto definitely i, I just it, it doesn't compete with me I, I just don't care much about it follow by ledger and a lot of people might disagree with me i just let ledger i understand his point of view it's a maniac but i couldn't under, i couldn't really sympathize with some of his views like some of my friends have like they sympathize with his views you know he passed away you know it's something very unfortunate but i don't think that just a pass just to say that he was the best just because he tried to personify uh you know he, he was a method actor trying to personify the character uh i would say romero follows him at least because you know he's he is the version that pretty much the standard that everybody follows he's the one that everybody wants to know you go back to that version first and then of course you build upon that version and i would say next one i will say nicholson um, because definitely he was a, a, a time changer. He was the first, technically the first um, movie, live action movie per se, per se, uh, a modern version, more maniac, more psychopathic, you know, not like the old, the older version in the, the 1966 film, um, which also with Cesar Romero, is, this is the, the real version, at least a psychopath. And if I have to choose, of course, the first one to me is Mark Hamill. Uh, to me, Mark Hamill defines the character because he has been the, the campy version in the comic in the cartoons but he also has been a more mature version in the animated films but also he has been very crazy on the in the mo on the game so you haven't played arkham you know the arkham games the you know arkham asylum you know uh, Arkham City, Return to Arkham, all those movies, he's definitely crazy, and he is the voice, and I love it, you know, I just love it, and I think he is, the, the, at least for me, the best version of the Joker. Now, Joaquin Phoenix, what place he's going to take, I'm not sure, um, but definitely, there's a lot of hopes, and I definitely like this version and this trailer. We'll see. To be honest with you, I've never been a fan of villains. You know, like some people love to praise villains. Um, this is this fascination we have with evil things. I think it's there comes in our nature that we love the, the you know, there's the prohibited fruit, the, the forbidden fruit. We love what is just kind of like the the bad things, you know, the secret things, the things that don't make sense. And of course, uh, you know, in this case, the Joker doesn't make any sense. He's crazy, and he doesn't abide by any rules. You know, he just abide by his own. Uh, there's 
there's no code. There's no moral code. You know, he does whatever he feels like it. And I feel that in many ways, we as humans, we kind of like that, which is unfortunate that we love that kind of stuff. But that's natural part of us. And that's one of the reasons why the Joker up to this point throughout the generations, throughout the years, has always been very, very popular. So we'll see what happens. You know, definitely will be great. Um, perhaps this can just lead to Batman movies. Um, you know, when they connect the dots, probably they do it, probably they don't. Uh, you know, DC is trying some new things, new, new directions. It seems that they they have decided not to really compete head-to-head with Marvel in that regard. So they're going to more into the Elseworld stories, um, separate in the multiverse, separate stories here and there and they already said that they're that's what they're going to try um similarly like they have been dismantling some of the previous stuff like justice league and the previous batman and superman stories and um of course they're concentrating on some other different stories like they did with shazam the upcoming birds of prey thing and of course now the the joker so and you know aquaman did pretty good so we'll hopefully it comes into something if we don't know we don't know exactly what is dc or warner brothers trying to accomplish with this but there's some hope that they are going to give us something different that is different, you know, something that is not um, following the same pattern that we have seen in the past, you know, 10 years uh, with other superhero movies. Uh, so what is your opinion? Who is your favorite uh, Joker? Do you have one? Do you prefer, I don't know, Leto's? Is that your, is that your thing? Is that your poison? Or do you like, um, uh, you know, Nicholson's or Ledger, uh, Hamill, uh, Romero? I would like to hear it. Please share your thoughts below. And I wish you the best weekend. Don't forget, Shazam is in theater. So I hope that you have a good time and you're all going to watch it. Uh, I definitely want to, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to review it next week. So stay tuned for that. I'm not be do- I haven't been doing a lot of book reviews lately because I've been concentrating and trying to get all, all my movie reviews done. The stuff that I promised for a long time I wanted to do for a long time before Avengers Endgame, but also other movies. So stay tuned for all of them. And once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And God bless you. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.